0: It is marvelous in our eyes. On this day, the Lord has acted. We will rejoice and be glad in it. <clears throat> One conversation. That was a uh, story that we're all familiar with when Jesus went to the man who, were <clears throat> who lived among the tombs, the man lived in a cemetery. He was, had a severe case of demon possession, not the ordinary kind of demons that we may struggle with in our ordinary lives, but a very extraordinary degree of possession where he lost, the demons took control. But this was a, an ordinary day in the life of Jesus and his disciples, you might think but let's think about that the Lord Jesus Christ God who became man who is fully God and fully man the Word of God who created the universe who rules the world by his wisdom suddenly here on this day as he did many other times he stops and focuses all his attention on one suffering human soul Jesus becomes fully present with this man who is savagely possessed by so many demons. Jesus turns all his divine and human attention upon that one person. That is who Jesus is, and that is who God is. God is love. We, on the other hand, think that there are great and worthwhile things, and then there are things that hardly deserve our attention. That is, as a matter of fact, how we live and are able to get some things done. We have to prioritize, don't we? However, it is not that way with God. We think God is too big and mighty, too far away, that he has too many world-impacting crises to deal with, to see us, to see our pain to feel our anxiety or depression or apathy but he is not. He knows who we are and what we're made of and what we're facing in our life today and every day and sometimes God does step into our mess and he introduces a new circumstance he opens a door where there have only been stone walls before us He makes a way out of our situation where there was no way before. He is my deliverer. All it takes is one conversation, one act, sometimes just one look. Night is turned into day, chaos into order, and nightmares into exceedingly more than we could ask or think of. When disaster strikes a community, people respond. When there's a huge need or if there's a large, a large community of people who are suffering or in danger, we take action. We send tractor-trailer loads of relief goods. We take trailers and cook meals. But when there is one man or woman standing alone and in need, we most often do not notice but the God we serve the God who created us and sustains us by his strength and power he takes notice the deranged man in our gospel reading today was totally out of control the demons within him had had completely taken over his mind and body and he was a slave to their will we are thankful that we can see his helplessness and know that there's no situation too desperate that God cannot redeem it. However, we need to also recognize that even in lesser states, God can redeem. A person does not have to be having convulsions and falling into fire or otherwise harming themselves to be losing the battle for control of their life. Their battle may be one that nobody else ever sees. For some, they may go a lifetime without the consequences of their struggles and failures being evident to those living in the same house. However, the hopelessness may be just as great for them. The loss of control may be severe in certain areas of their life or their mind. For some, the demons seem to be content to prevent or derail those actions that a person intends to do or considers doing, the woman may say, oh sure I would love to fill in the blank, take a meal to a neighbor, go on a short mission, a short-term mission trip, or just drop in on an old friend or family member in the nursing home, or maybe just call a friend for coffee, someone that she's disconnected with or Maybe try to mend a fracture in a relationship. Or even to read your Bible and spend some time praying. To pick up a new book that will bring joy and beauty into your life. Or or limitless other possibilities of good things, of worthy things, of, of helpful things, but we're somehow never able to pull it off. I long to do good, to do the right thing, but I ended up taking the path of least resistance. I started to take my walk or go to the gym, but I just ended up wasting that time. The struggle for control. We not only can learn from seeing the power of love, the unlimited power of God demonstrated to deliver this mess of a man from a horde of demons and transform him into a sane person who is able to get dressed and carry on normal conversation and sit at the feet of Jesus. Someone whom Christ, who has met Christ and was set free. The, the truth spoke and freedom was the result But we can also learn from the reaction of the people who came to see what had happened. Those who came to see what all the commotion was about. Why were all the media trucks and talking heads headed out of town to the cemetery where the crazy man lived? They came to see what had happened. They saw the man, but their focus was not on the miracle of deliverance. They didn't really pay attention to the new life of the man who was hopelessly out of control before, but now has a future and a real joyful life to live. Their focus was on the herd of pigs. There had been a disaster for the swine business. A fortune was lost. Who knows how many dead pigs were now rotting in their fishing hole. It was a terrible mess, and it was Jesus' fault. How would I answer? What if it was me? What if all my resources, all my property, the, those resources I had put my hopes on in order to enjoy my current lifestyle or maybe even grow richer and enjoy a better life were, were suddenly gone, destroyed by the action of some stranger so that one person, just one man, could now live a normal life, a better life? How would I feel about that? What if he was an illegal immigrant or a convicted rapist, even a child molester? Would I be able to rejoice on his behalf in spite of my loss? We might also have asked Christ to go back where he came from and leave us alone if we had been there that day. Finally, let us listen to the final words of Jesus to the man set free from his demons he said to him stay here at home and tell all that God has done for you the man had wanted to go with Jesus he wanted to be his disciple to stay near him to to listen and hear all that he had to say to learn more from the Son of God but but Christ said no it was God's will that this man stay in his community To be a living witness of the love and power of God to set people free. To make a way where there was no way. To open a door where there were only walls or fences. To heal what was terminal. He makes a way out of a situation where there was no way before. To be the one who sings, this is my story, this is my song. To be the one who lifts up his hands and says, my chains are broken. I've been set free. To dance and sing, I'm no longer a slave. All it takes is one conversation. One act. Sometimes just one look. And night is turned into day. Chaos into order. And nightmares into exceedingly more than we could ask or think of. Because it is the Lord who rescues me because he delighted in me. Psalm eighteen twenty. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Just one conversation. As we go out next week, may we ask the Lord to give us a new mind, to put on the new self. We have been raised with Christ. May we pray that he set our minds on things that are above where Christ is, where there is truth and beauty and goodness. May he fulfill the prayer in Psalm 48 that we read. I delight to do your will, O my God, your law is within my heart. just one conversation that may be all it takes Amen